0: Welcome back to the Shona Strong podcast. How the hell are you? I'm great, thanks. So this week we have a guest on. I've asked my friend Jack Morgan to come on now to tell you a little bit about Jack. He lives in London. He is a competitive CrossFit athlete. He's an art director and fashion stylist and an all-round wonderful and beautiful human inside and out. And I wanted to get Jack on because I feel like we've just got so much to talk about and we started talking about one thing and we just went off in a complete other direction. We talked about CrossFit, our own training, the recent controversies with CrossFit, then we talked about what it's like in lockdown in London, dating in lockdown in London And also, Jack has been going on this recent journey of self-discovery, self-improvement, I think we'll call it. And I just found this conversation to be so inspiring, so motivating, and I think you will too. I hope you really, really enjoy it. Here we go. Hi, Jack, how are you?
1: Hello, I'm very well, how are you?
0: I'm so excited! You are officially the first guest on the Shona Strong podcast.
1: What honour! I didn't realise I was going to be the first guest, but
0: well, do you know what I was thinking? I was thinking let's have two UK CrossFit celebs um, join forces and yeah, podcast together.
1: Well, but here we are. What, what an excellent start! What great <laughs> content that's going to be.
0: <laughs> well, how do I think that? I should start is like discussing how we actually met because I think this is hilarious and so <laughs> this time. So um Jack and I met. Jack is a competitive CrossFit athlete. I am a CrossFit MC, you know, yeah. the the CrossFit the MC
1: CrossFit MC. On yeah.
0: the UK CrossFit circuit. She's branched to yeah. Europe now. I was in she Berlin goes. last year. Yes. Right. So um then quite often what happens after i work at a competition is like a whole bunch of people will follow me on instagram and i'll like have a little stalk of their profile and i clicked on you and i was like oh he looks really interesting so i'll follow him back and then when i followed you back it said is also is followed by (laughs) sonia official right and that was an account that (laughs) i followed and sonia official is sonia from eastenders aka natalie cassidy I was like, how does this meme account follow this guy? He must be like the coolest person ever. And and then I slid into your DMs and I was like, "Um, do you know Natalie Cassidy?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it wasn't the message I was expecting from you, I must say. Um, And I think you, uh, other people in before have asked me, like, is it you secretly secretly running that account? And I wish it was. I really do wish it was, but unfortunately, it's not.
0: Do you know it's who not. runs the account? Is it Natalie? I have no idea.
1: I don't think it is Natalie. No, I don't think Natalie actually knows about the account. And if she does, I think she's probably going to ignore it.
0: Do you know I actually think she's quite savvy, and she probably would make the account like because she realizes. Surely, she realizes that she's a meme, a bit like Gemma Collins, and, and <laughs> yeah, you know, this is um,
1: true. So this I is true.
0: That. Yeah. But then we actually, we've met again since. We have actually mm-hmm. met in person now and we've like competed against each other. We're not against each other, we've competed. Yeah,
1: nearly a year ago now.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Classy
1: Games was a year ago. Well, November, wasn't it?
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Like this year is just absolutely just fucked us <laughs> over it actually,
1: yeah <laughs> it feels yeah. like it's
0: been five minutes but at the same time it feels like it's been almost a year
1: i know i know i'm i mean my fitness has definitely um plummeted since last november at the glassy games but that's okay we'll get back there um i was hoping to do it again this year but obviously we can't
0: i know next, I know. next time i've seen some competitions Be like hopeful. Like, there was one, I think it's called Crossfest, that was even posting last week saying, We're going ahead, guys. See you in November. And I was like, No, no." yeah,
1: not (laughs) gonna happen. Not gonna happen. When I saw that strength and depth had moved from May, that that the Inferno Pairs won, to October, I was hopeful. I thought, Okay, it might happen in October.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: No, not a chance. But next year, we'll all come back and we'll be fitter than ever, I'm sure.
0: We'll be so good at all our bodyweight stuff, like our burpees yeah. and our handstand push-ups, but weak as shit when it comes yeah. to making a barbell. Yeah. Although you've, you've got a barbell, don't you? You, I've seen videos of you training. On- yeah, on
1: my roof. Yeah, that definitely saved me through lockdown for sure. Um, so yeah, I live on the seventh floor of a block of <laughs> flats in London and having that space upstairs was like absolute lifesaver. Because my gym, like handed out the equipment like many gyms did. And even though, you know, I couldn't go full hard on wads up there, throwing the barbell around, um, it definitely, even just, the it was just the mental release of being able to get hold of a barbell and be able to actually move with it through lockdown, which definitely helped. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the strength definitely, I think it's starting to come back now. I was never st- strong anyway. I I'm more, pri- I prided myself more on, like gassy metcons and gymnastics, being the more petite male that I am in terms of fair frame, I'm not this muscly guy. Um, but yeah, definitely the mental aspect of having that outlet saved me for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. You are strong. I think like see when you when you start doing CrossFit, you you lose perspective of like what actually strong is because you see these absolute monsters like you go to competitions and people are throwing about crazy weights but yeah actually you are strong and yeah
1: I guess so I've come a long way for sure I think we all have definitely come a long way that that is something yeah like you say you do lose perspective because if three and a half years ago you told me I could lift what I can lift now which yes in the grand scheme of the CrossFit landscape isn't much Mm -hmm. but it's still a massive achievement for for me for sure
0: how was it that you got into CrossFit
1: um my friends told me about it they told me about the documentary and I was watching the documentary and I was a bit like I have no idea what's going on here like I had no interest in fitness I was always that kid that skipped PE um didn't want to break a sweat and it was some stupid, like, competitive streak in me that was like, okay, well, I want to get to a CrossFit class before they get to one. And I <laughs> found one in my area and went to a Taster class on like, a Saturday morning and was absolutely terrified. I remember looking in the gym and seeing my mate Ashton, who's the guy that I actually saw with you up in the Glacier Games, and thinking, oh, my God, like, I can never be as good as that or even friends with someone like that because I'm just in a parallel universe. I've got so far to climb. And I did the class and then climbed a rope for the first time. I always say, I felt like. Yeah. Wow. Um, I felt like Lara Croft and I thought, this is it. I'm on my journey now. (gasps) And it was so odd because even for me, like before that, a gym membership for me of like 30, 40 quid was like a massive, oh, should I do this? Shouldn't I? And just getting that taster into that world of how the community is and how everyone was training i thought i need to get i'm happy to give whatever because i want to be a part of that uh-huh. um yeah and then three three years later here i am
0: here you are crossfit yeah. uk celeb
1: exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, the reason i would call you like a crossfit uk celeb is that
1: <laughs> that's a stretch <laughs>
0: that's a stretch i would say so and um, there was one point there was one point when i was looking through our messages and i called you the diet prada I actually i think you called yourself that the okay. Diet-,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> diet Prada of uk crossfit <laughs> and that's because you were spilling the tea and like given the home truths on crossfit now this feels like it was such a long time ago but um if for anyone listening that isn't aware there was like massive co- crossfit controversy because mm-hmm. they didn't as a company stand up in support of black lives matter and then just like more and more stuff came out mm-hmm. and it was just basically an embarrassment so yeah Where, like, how do you think things are with that now? Like, what's your attitude towards it? I think that
1: a lot of people have forgotten about it. Mm -hmm. I think when CrossFit sold off to the new guy, I think that was the best move for them to make and it was the right move for them to make. Yeah, I still would be very surprised if CrossFit ever gets back to the levels that it was two, three years ago when there was so much excitement around not just the games and the open but the community of it mm-hmm. i think crossfit has really damaged themselves there and the moment they started to play around with the open a few years ago that's when people's faith in what they love started to drop off and i just think this has been really damaging to them mm-hmm. um like gyms I, I i expected that more gyms would have reaffiliated. and i thought that they i'm sure there's some, some gyms that have um But I think people are kind of losing the attraction to CrossFit, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I still think it's a great thing and, like, it's something I want to always be a part of. But even for me, living that five, six days a week of going to a CrossFit class life, which I once used to really love, is just something that even I'm not doing as much anymore. Like, I guess I liked having a lot of my identity within being a CrossFitter and liking CrossFit. And after everything that happened, that was the most damaging part of it for me. I was like, I'm like many of us, you know, we, we all associate with CrossFit for so long and identified with it. And we're so, CrossFit are so proud of what they do and we, we love it. And for that to happen, it was actually, I find it very embarrassing.
0: Right. Because for
1: everyone that knows me in my personal circle and career circle knows me for loving CrossFit. Right. And knows me for changing my career because of my love for CrossFit. So when this controversy controversy happened, that's why I felt like I had to say something. Mm-hmm. And even though I've got a very small platform, I had to write that letter to Greg and post it on my page because it was. I, I'm someone that's been damaged by this. We mm-hmm. all had mm-hmm. and we had to speak up for what was right. And it just wasn't it, what they weren't reflecting the values that they so proudly spoke about with inclusivity.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
1: even went back to the, the previous years before that, when I saw news about how they weren't supporting gyms that had turned down gay pride wards, for example. And it was just a, it was just a collective thought for me of like, mm, maybe these people aren't stood by us as much as they say they are. And the, the affiliate fees and all that just kind of played into that even more. It was a very clear cut that they were doing this for the money, not for, for us. Right. Um, but we'll see. I, I don't know if they if they can resurrect it next year. You know, the whole world's changed now. So we'll see what comes through and comes strong. But I don't know about you. Over the weekend with the games, I watched it a little bit. But it was never going to be as exciting as what it normally is.
0: Well, they just didn't do it well, did they? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. think about the Rogue uh, the working. session that was on recently they did they did that so well yeah and that was so exciting to watch and i was i like sat down got myself already excited to watch yeah. crossfit and it was it was literally just like a shot of someone doing some thrusters a yeah shot of one person do a front a front squat it it just it was just pish
1: <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> it and... really
0: was such a disappointment
1: yeah, and something that we all loved about CrossFit was the media that we could consume with it, yeah. and the films and the content that was coming out. And when they slashed their media team a few years ago, that was a very odd, mm. odd move for me. Because I was like, firstly, i have changed my career and with the hopes of one day that I could go and work at CrossFit and be on the content team. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well let's um let's rearrange that dream. Mm. And like you say now with the, the games, it's like Rogue done ten times better with their Invitational than. The crossfit games did this year yeah and the games is what brings people in It's them documentaries if i'd never have seen that and seen how glossy and cool they make it i probably wouldn't have ever gone to a class
0: yeah so how did you change your career like what what was it you actually did
1: previous to what i do now
0: yeah and how did you change so it?
1: i was um I worked in the fashion and fashion industry as a stylist and that was a career that I pursued for maybe four or five years like, along with uni. And then because of CrossFit, I realized that I wasn't getting up every morning anymore to, can you hear this rain on my window? Is it okay? No, it's fine. Okay, cool. Um, I realized I wasn't getting up to pursue that career anymore because you need to give so much of your to work in fashion and you need to do so much work for free and It hit a point where this fashion magazine wanted me to sleep in an office overnight to wait for some suitcases. And they weren't paying me. And I thought, what am I doing? Like, what am I actually doing? Um, I now have this great passion for something else. And I thought, okay, well, how do I then shift my career from creating content and imagery within fashion to making it towards fitness? And it's something I spoke about with my friends in the industry for a long time. I said, I just don't know how I can make it happen. And they just clicked to me how simple it was and how easy I was like, well, if I've been creating stories for fashion brands and why can't I aim and do that for health and fitness brands, especially when it's an area that I've got a really organic um, and truthful understanding of, because it's a community that I'm a part of, I can never afford these designer clothes. that I was apparently trying to sell. Um, so yeah. And then I started to produce content for, I done a few test shoots and the next thing I knew, like, the thing that I always like advocate for is talking to people about your passions and I think when you're in the creative industry or in any circle if you're talking to people that are equally as passionate as you are about moving forward in any career that when an opportunity comes up that they hear of they're going to put you forward for it because if you're a passionate person then they're going to trust that you're going to do everything you can to make that work and I was very lucky that people started putting me forward for health and fitness jobs and then yeah, here we are.
0: It's, it's worked out so far. That is yeah. amazing. And I think you're so right, like being passionate and being enthusiastic, but also just being like a really fun, like I, I imagine with those industries, if you're someone that people want to be around, mm-hmm. and they're like, who's that little guy? Like, you, remember that little guy? With the little yeah, little yeah, little, yeah. He was <laughs> let's have him, let's get him in. I imagine there's like a lot of that in in those industries
1: yeah for sure you know if you're gonna work on a project especially being creative and any line of work you know you want to be surrounded by people that you can have a laugh with and and that you trust as well and that's why for me last year working on a humor campaign with will kane um it was one of the best days but it was the best day of my career Mm -hmm. and probably one of the best days of my life because i'm very passionate about my career Mm -hmm. and the fact that i got to creative direct that shoot work with a, get a crossfitter involved mm-hmm. and then have a set of people that were all my friends. That I completely trusted within their roles of their creative medium was amazing because it, it's a case as well. It's like, it's when you can let the ego go. It's like, if you're surrounded by, surrounded by people that you trust both in life and in their job and profession, you know, that you can take their word and their judgment on things as the right thing to do. Like yes, as a creative director, I have the, the last word on what happens, but I don't let my ego get in the way of that. If someone on my team that I really trust has a different opinion, I'm like, okay, well, I should probably listen to them because that's their exact line of work. Um, So, yeah, surrounding yourself by the right people is definitely key to getting getting jobs and getting through life.
0: Mm. You know? For sure. You're so right. And, like, not being ashamed to get advice, take Mm -hmm. advice, always, like, think that you can improve. I'm just like what you're saying there like the best competitions that I've worked on and the ones that I've had the most fun and the most like energy and the crowd have just loved it have been the one where it feels like we're a team and Mm -hmm. everyone's just really relaxed and having fun and
1: yeah
0: and taking things seriously but at the same time like still making jokes and playing with each other and that's why I like, yeah. I love comps like the Castle Games, mm-hmm. Battle Cancer, have you done a Battle Cancer?
1: I haven't done a Battle Cancer, no. I no.
0: they are so much fun. Um, but yeah, the ones where I felt the ones that were like really, like taken very seriously have been mm-hmm. the ones where I've had the least fun, I think, yeah, because there's so much pressure. Um, mm-hmm. And You're so worried about like making a mistake or like upsetting someone or offending someone like that. um, That sounds so interesting. So how do you feel like, do you feel like because of the whole CrossFit controversy um, that that has uh, taken away any opportunities for you? Or do you think that you're going to like still try and like move in the fitness direction?
1: I'll definitely still move in the fitness direction. I'm, uh, a massive advocate for mental health as well, and the impact that fitness has had on my mental health has been the overarching theme of what's dragged me through to keep going with this. Because, as we know, it's that it's that feeling of finishing a wad and finishing a workout where you're like, oh, I feel so much better now. Like my anxiety is a lot less than it was when I came into this room, and that's what made me fall in love with CrossFit. It was having that hour a day where I'd go into the box and. I didn't have the opportunity to overthink because I had to think about exactly what I was doing in that moment. And you know, when you, when you are an anxious person, you, you live in the future. So having a a sport like CrossFit where you have to be in the moment, um, massively helped me there. So yeah, I'll definitely still keep working within fitness. I think the positive thing is now, especially through what's happened this year with lockdown, so many more people have understood the the impact that health and fitness has Mm. on their life and their mental health. So this is a great opportunity for loads of new brands to come through and for bigger brands to expand. You know, now we've got Apple doing the, the fitness um, was like a fitness subscription service, a bit like um, Peloton. So if Apple are picking something up with fitness content, then it's only going to grow. So I definitely will continue in that, that path. I did, when the new CEO came into CrossFit, I did shoot him over an email. Um, nice! Yeah. What did you see? I just said that like, I think something you've been, CrossFit has been lacking in their media because it's something that we all love so much was a representation of people outside of America and Iceland. Yeah. I said, there's so many people over this side of the world that don't get featured in this content and aren't represented in what you're saying. Yeah. I said, so if there's ever an opportunity where I can come on board with that or help you in any way with that, then let me know. And he, and he did get back to me. Um, he got back to you? He did get back to me. Yeah, I know. I thought I thought fair play to him. I thought he'd probably get a lot of emails. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, he did get back to me. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe I should actually drop him an email again tomorrow to <laughs> see how that's going.
0: Do it, Jack. You absolutely have to. That is so cool that he got back to you.
1: Yeah, I guess he was in a position where, because... Greg didn't speak to people and oh. Greg didn't communicate. I guess he felt like a, a massive need to make sure that every email that came in got replied to, which I massively, I respect him for that. That's great. Um, but yeah, if a CrossFit job come up now, I think. Oh, would I take it? Yeah, I would take it. Yeah, I would take it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would
0: take
1: it. He's a yeah, sellout.
0: No, she's, yeah. she's not a sellout. No, <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I totally agree with you because it was like a point where. I was thinking like, uh, because I've stood up and like the gym that I work in, we Mm -hmm. have unaffiliated. We are now unit four health and fitness. Um, And we don't think that we need necessarily the CrossFit brand anymore. But we're kind of hanging tight. We might, we might affiliate again. We have to just sort of like sit and watch. And there was a point when I was like, Shona, you if if you've come out and stood up against CrossFit, are you going to be able to work at CrossFit sanctioned events? Because of course I work yeah. at strength and depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh god, like uh. yeah, um, I know. But do you feel like they've? Do you feel like the new CEO that that's like enough? Obviously, you do.
1: Yeah, I do because I, I had that exact same feeling when I when I wrote the letter that I was gonna put on my Instagram Mm -hmm. I sat there and thought oh shit like once I've sent this I thought I could never work for CrossFit in my life and now I feel like I feel like I could move forward with that I definitely you know I think it's in a position now where that they are trying to make change Mm -hmm. and they are trying to I think as well, that, that they are actually been blessed with COVID, that is a bigger news story <laughs> than what happened. Like
0: that's the first if, thing you know, that's been said. Bless COVID.
1: Blessed COVID, by COVID, <laughs> and I hope no one asked me for that. But <laughs> it's true. You know, people have forgotten about it. Uh, <laughs> forgotten about it. Yeah. And I think the positive thing as well is I would see it as if a job came up in CrossFit and I had the incredible opportunity to take that. That that would be a chance for me to have my positive change within a company that I care so much about that Mm -hmm. can then create better impact within a community. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I understand your feelings with that. It was a bit scary at one point.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. that's awesome. Like, I didn't know that, like, I mean, we've never actually, well, no, we have, mate, but we've never actually had these sorts of conversations. The stuff Mm -hmm. that we normally talk about is, like, Brittany's latest Instagram. (laughs)
1: yeah.
0: Natalie go on, go on. or jama collins or yeah. the hun yeah. um so it's actually so nice to hear how motivated and driven you are this is this really exciting
1: i appreciate when people say that and that is something when i speak to people for the first time i that is something that they they pick up on and i'm glad that comes through because i am a very motivated and driven person mm-hmm. i always kind of have been I don't, I don't know where it came from
0: Yeah, because that was going to be my next question. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, you know,
1: I look back on... God, I feel so dramatic. I look back on my life. Um, (laughs) All all 25 years. all 25 years. But I I look back on my life and the more I've thought about it recently, I, I look at moments like in school when I would go up in a competition in front of the whole school and it would be like me in year nine versus the year 12. And I was like, come on, mate, let's have it. Like... I'm thinking, where did I get that confidence from? I don't really know. The only answer I can can give give is, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Probably a bit gayer than that as well. Um, (laughs) But I just think, I honestly think it's Lady Gaga. I I think she must have been what kicked me in that direction to be like, go get it, hon. Go get it.
0: Do you know what, like, that is, like, I would so agree with you i mm. think her so inspirational because oh. if you like hear her story she has grafted she's worked so hard and yeah. she's also so talented i think that she's sometimes overlooked in terms of like her her like musicianship like mm-hmm. she writes everything she was like a songwriter before she actually became famous as her yeah. own. Uh, Lady Gaga, and she has also been through so much shit. Like she's had yeah. so much heartbreak as well. Um. So yeah, I would I would totally agree with you. And you know, um, like I know a lot of people have their thoughts on RuPaul, but I went through a really hard spell maybe about like uh, four years ago, mm-hmm. and I started listening to his podcast. What's the tea? What's the tea? Yeah, and. Some of the stuff that he says um, is kind of like, like you know, when someone's like an armchair psychologist. So, mm-hmm. I like, say the whole inner saboteur thing. I don't know how much I like agree with that. But mm-hmm. actually, his irreverence really helped me because he doesn't really take, he doesn't seem like the sort of person that takes anything seriously. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, Shauna, you're just taking so much too seriously. You need to just have a laugh. And that, really got me through some dark times. So, like... That's something I admire
1: you for though, when I look on your Instagram, I'm like, I love just that she just doesn't, in the most respectful way, just doesn't care. Like she's what have fun, and she doesn't care what she looks like. And I, I wish I was more like that. <laughs> no, not because you look like <laughs> shit, not because you look like shit, but you don't care if like, I've seen you getting on a, on a hand, handstand or headstand in between your partner's legs, like where they sat on the sofa, like, you just wanna do it so you can do it. And I, I massively re- respect you for that. I wish I could be more like that, actually I do. So I admire you for that.
0: I think that comes from ever since I was a small child, so I am the youngest of four. Right. Um, and I also, like all my cousins were, and my sister were all really talented musicians mm-hmm. um, and played instruments to like a really high level. Um, but I didn't and my, I didn't have like a talent but what I could do was stand up and perform and make people laugh. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that has always been where I think my value in life sits is, right. like, is entertaining. So emceeing totally taps into that because I'm like I am an entertainer. Absol-
1: yeah absolutely um, yeah.
0: So yeah and I love Instagram for that because I like to make like silly videos and mm-hmm. um, just do really stupid shit, and it's all just for that laugh. Like I would be the kid in school who would fart just to make the whole class laugh, and I'd be like, "Nailed it!" <laughs> that's genuinely, me. So it's kind of that slash be like, "Love me, like tell me I'm so funny." Yeah, I know.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that
1: external story. validation is important. Yeah,
0: maybe quite worrying, but that's what it is. But yeah, I
1: that's... think we realise that they're going through life. It's the how many areas in our life do we look for external validation, and that's something I've had a massive kind of revelation with this year. I realised the areas where I was constantly looking for that, and we all do. And I think there's a lot of insecurity that we 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 breed mm. through that, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So we're we okay, One of my next questions was going to be. Um, and like, feel free to not answer this. Uh, but ha- are you still single?
1: I am still single.
0: How have you have you been like trying to date in lockdown?
1: I have been trying to date in lockdown. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just wanted to hear uh-huh. your, your experience of that because I've got um, and I've chatted about this. Like, um, we're only on this is episode five of my podcast, but so far in all my episodes, I've pretty much talked about dating because it's just something like you know, I had my fit mingle. Mm-hmm. and i've got quite a lot of single friends so it's something that i do find fascinating to discuss. Yeah. so how have you found it because oh. my my experiences are all glasgow but you live in london so yeah tell me tell me what it's been like
1: oh you know the <laughs> men of london they really are quite something that's for sure. um it's been it's been interesting. i thought going into lockdown you know gay men are renowned for Being non committal and just wanting to either be in like open relationships all the time. Um, So, what I thought through lockdown, I thought, okay, this is actually great because what I see coming from this is that all the gay men are going to realise that they actually want to be committal and they want someone there for the rest of their life because they're going to be so alone in their house. Um, (laughs) They're going to be begging me to marry them. Um, (laughs) Didn't happen. Didn't happen. It's been interesting. I think there's been so much going on in people's lives and equally with mine in terms of, there's been nothing going on, but there's been so much going on, if Mm. you know what I mean. Um, That dating through lockdown, oh, you know, I only started dating again, I think it was in like June, June, July, when it started to lift a little bit more. And I just, London's hard. Mm. London is so hard and it's because there are so many different options for people that the way that someone explained it to me the other day they said, men in London have the opportunity to do anything with anyone, with any type of body in any place, anytime they want and for them to give up that option to give their commitment and time to one other man it just seems like too big of a loss which as someone like me that is completely monogamous and looking for to build that life and experience with one, with one solid person, I find that very hard to navigate. Um, this year, in the past, I'd say two months for sure, I've definitely found a lot more um, peace within myself to think that, do you know what, I'm, I'm not going to settle for anything less than what I want in life, and as we shouldn't. But also what I realised I was making is this, I was constantly making this, Decision to let somebody into my life and to put so much potential and hope in a person that wasn't right for me just because I wanted them to fill this void, what I would feel externally validated. And that's when I had to start looking a bit deeper to think about, okay, why is this happening to me? This is a repetitive thing that's happening here. How can I stop this from happening? Because I shouldn't be in a situation where I want to place all my love and happiness of my life within the potential of a future partner. Mm that like I need to start trying to find love and happiness with the the person and the life that I'm living right now. It's very cheesy and it's over said. like, oh, you have to love yourself. You have to love yourself. But so many of us are saying, oh, I'll be happy when I get a boyfriend or I'll be happy when I get a husband. And no, you won't. Like if that person is the, is the absolute sole reason that we're happy, that is a dangerous position to be in. And I'm very glad that I realized that recently, but in, in the most positive way, like as well, I've discovered through that, that Where I was searching for love so much in an external man that didn't make exist yet, I was ignoring all of the love and validation that people around me were giving me. And that isn't to say that they were there saying, Jack, you're amazing, Jack, we love you so much. But even just what I started to understand was accepting compliments on the most basic level was something that so many of us deflect. And even that little act of accepting a compliment is you allowing a little bit of joy and love from another person into who you are. Mm -hmm. So the more I practice that, the more I've become at peace with, do you know what? The right man will come. And it's not a case of me finding my other half. It's a case of me finding someone that is complete and passionate within their path of life that our lives can move together. Not for me to join their life or for them to join mine, but for us to build separate lives, but be together through that. So when that man appears, excellent news for him. Excellent news. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, Jack, I'm almost crying. That was so beautiful, and, and so... Oh, Did I go on a bit
1: too much there? Sorry, no, I get no, a bit. No, like... no,
0: not at all. No, that was lovely, and I. It sounds like you've done absolutely the right thing. Like you've been working on yourself, mm-hmm. um, because it's not fair to expect someone to to. Be the source of your happiness. That's too much yeah. pressure to put on that person. For sure. So, um, oh, that's so lovely. And I think that you are young. Like, it's so annoying when people say, Oh, you're so young. Like, yeah, I, know. Yeah. I mean, I know. fuck off. Like, I'm 25. I
1: realise that too. I realise the truth of that. Yeah. people, I, I was always saying, I know I'm young, but I want my husband and I want a boyfriend. Yeah. And now after you, it's like, Oh my God, I'm so excited to live however long I live before I find this partner in life mm. and experience all these different human relationships and connections.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: yes, I would like, if, if I go on a date tomorrow and it's absolutely incredible and he ends up being my partner, great. But I'm not yearning for it anymore. Like, I'm not painfully yearning for that now mm. I'm going into it with a much more level head. Whereas I was, I was trying to find all the right in a person before I actually saw the truth of the right in that person. And I think that's something that we all do. We all put so much hope on it because not only do we want it so bad, but because society tells us and tradition tells us, well, you need a partner. You know, you need a relationship. And God bless my dad. He's such a kind man. He's he's always like checking in on me. Like, oh, like, are, you, are you dating? Like you found a man yet? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, dad, I haven't. Um, and he's like, oh, don't worry, mate. Like you'll find someone, you'll, you'll fall in love one day. And I said, yeah, dad, I know, I know. <laughs>
0: but,
1: you know, he'll he'll just ring me up and check that I'm still Oh, you're still on the apps aren't you like you're still trying to get out there I'm like yes dad I'm I'm still trying but even though it's coming from such a a kind place and he wants me to be happy to me now I'm like dad like that doesn't that isn't going to be my happiness Mm. yes I'm sure that I'm going to find a lot of happiness within another person but it's not going to be my happiness anymore Mm -hmm. um in the most positive way. I don't want to sound depressing to anyone that's watching this that wants to take me on a date, come at me.
0: Um, well, I think um, anyone watching this will be like, wow, he sounds so mature, so switched on, also looks really good from the angle at what he's filming. Like, no one else would look as good as Jack does filming. He's filming from below, and he, is not, he has, like, one defined chin. If I was filming from below, it would just be all chins.
1: Well, I'd be lying if I hadn't. You know, thought okay what is the best light in my house before this goes ahead and I know from experience this window here it, it gives me it gives me some good so yeah, you're yeah.
0: Good. and your teeth look so white Um, he Thanks. is very handsome if anyone's watch or listening because obviously won't see this video he's very yes. handsome and I have done the worst lighting I'm sitting in front <laughs> of a window and yeah. you my like tiny little bun <laughs> block the sun out. Um. Oh, your dad sounds wonderful, but it, it's yeah. funny how parents, um, especially that generation, I'm assuming mm. your parents, like like he's in his 50s, like he's a boomer. Yeah,
1: 50 this year, yeah. yeah
0: so they want you to be in like this little box so they don't mm-hmm. have to worry about you anymore. Yeah. So like you have to have a good job, you have to have a partner, you have to own your own home. And those are all things that are really hard in this mm-hmm. day and age like so hard how hard is it to own your own home like i know it's hard up here in glasgow but i bet it's kind of oh, harder in london
1: i had on the most depressing thing the other day and thought do you know what i'm gonna have a look through my finances which is not the best time of year to do that during covid <laughs> and i thought i'm gonna have a look to see what i could get with a mortgage i kid you not concrete slab <laughs> that concrete slab i thought i'm renting forever this is it <laughs>
0: Actually, now that you say that, so I live in Knightswood in Glasgow, um, but I accidentally told my friend that I'd bought a flat in Knightsbridge. And she... (laughs) Knightsbridge in London, right? See, for what I have in in Glasgow, I've got a two-bedroom flat with a huge back and front garden. In Knightsbridge, I would need another 25 grand to have a garage, like a parking space. An actual parking space.
1: It's horrendous. I don't... I really hope, you know, I hope the economy does well, but I hope the housing market collapses because it is ridiculous. What is going on is ridiculous. Like you can't be charging people what you're charging them, mm-hmm. even rent. Like, come on, mm-hmm. my my now I pay rent for my flat. I could be getting a three four bed house up up north. Up north.
0: <laughs>
1: up north. <Yeah. laughs>
0: do, do you think you would ever want to live up north.
1: north? Up north. Oh.
0: You know what I, I thought
1: about it more recently mm-hmm. I definitely think I would like to live in I might actually like to live in Scotland one day no. yeah no I would it's
0: really fucking cold and it rains a lot
1: yeah I mean I'm someone that can't be out in the sun if it's above 18 degrees anyway with this pale skin you know <laughs> so I'm quite at home with that um right. Yeah, I think I would move up north. I think if I had to move anywhere, I think it would have to be Manchester because it's like a creative hub still.
0: Yeah, Manchester's cool, ads, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's nice. Also, sitting.
0: like the the higher north you go, the cheaper the CrossFit gyms go because I imagine in London it's like two hundred pounds a month.
1: Yeah. My my one is it's all right. It's a bit. It's on the outskirts of London, but yeah, when I've been looking at going to, to like CrossFit Putney, for example, stunning gym. It's like I can't afford that. <laughs> I can't that. Not until I launch my OnlyFans. <laughs> that
0: Shall we just dis- discuss OnlyFans?
1: <laughs> go on, let's go for it.
0: Are you launching OnlyFans?
1: I'm not on it. <laughs> I've got some content ready for it if it needs to go up. You
0: <laughs> <know>. <laughs> just <with you. laughs>
1: an emergency package for the economy. You, you know, know I'm just going to release that content.
0: I actually follow quite a few people. That Mm -hmm. hasn't started OnlyFans in lockdown. Because like it's a needs must. Like they've lost their job, they've been furloughed, they can't do the work that they did.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, OnlyFans seems to be like the way forward for them. I mean, they can home. The only thing is that I've seen quite a lot of people talk about how there's a lot of pressure to constantly bring out content. content, And it can be a kind of like slight of Like, so you were maybe comfortable uploading some type of content and then your followers are like, we need more. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Which is how sexual desire works, isn't it, really?
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: You always want more.
0: Yeah. Do you You follow Alexis Stone? I don't. No. Um, She's a drag queen who just, like, one of those people that has loads and loads of drama, like, constantly. And she just had this thing where she... Um, she started in OnlyFans and then leaked her own. So there was like suddenly like leaks of her videos, like explicit videos. Um, and then uh, there was like a big drama. And it turned out that the explicit pictures and videos were actually a doll that she'd had made. And it was like this whole gotcha, guys. And she does loads of things like that. Um <laughs> I'm here for it, I'm talk. here for
1: it. I'm yeah. thinking, how can I get that doll produced? That's what I'm thinking.
0: <laughs> she is, like, such a interesting person to follow because she also did this thing where she suddenly got this really awful facial surgery, like...
1: Oh, I do know her! Yes,
0: yes, yes. And she had, yeah. it was, like, a botched, and she had it for months and people were yeah. like, you've taken that too far. And then she released this YouTube video of her just, like, Peeling it all off, and she'd been wearing prosthetics for months. Amazing. That is all, all for the content. All, all for content. It's art, though, isn't it? It's art. It is.
1: Yeah, that's like performance art. That is. Yeah. yeah. Is. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I have absolutely loved this chat, Jack. Is there anything <laughs> you would like to say um, on on this episode? But I feel like we've touched on a lot of things, and I think a lot of people will listen to this as well and be quite inspired by by you as a person oh
1: thank you i that's very kind of you to say yeah maybe maybe they skipped like halfway through and <laughs> skip the bits where i'm chatting shit
0: <laughs> you did not chat shit at all you are wonderful thank
1: you. thank you very much
0: thank you so much for coming on my podcast
1: no worries at all
0: please have, have nice me back day. bye bye love so I hope you enjoyed that I loved it it was so nice to have Jack on he is such an interesting, intelligent funny thoughtful person and he's gorgeous and if you want to follow him his Instagram is at jck.mrgn Jack Morgan I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Shona Strong podcast please rate and subscribe I would really appreciate it And I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.